Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is February 26th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going over a few things. The first of those being, if the Dolphins want to trade down from pick number three, what are some possible teams that they can make a trade with, and what is the compensation that we could be expecting to see? That was a, uh, a question that I got on Twitter, and that will be discussed first thing in today's episode. We're also going to be discussing these uh, rumors that Russell Wilson apparently wouldn't mind being traded out of Seattle, and he actually mentioned a few teams, apparently, per his agent, that he wouldn't mind being traded to. So, of course, that's that's a major headline going across the NFL right now. First, we will begin with that topic of the Dolphins potentially trading down. That's because I got a question on Twitter. It's from uh, Cliffy Mack, who's a longtime listener. He's been extremely supportive, and I can't thank you enough for tuning in uh, so often. And he asked uh, a question, and he says here, uh, which team would be your ideal trade back option for number three, and what kind of compensation would be reasonable? So the first thing that uh, first place my mind goes to is if a team really wants to trade up for that number three spot, then I would think that the chances of them wanting a quarterback at that selection are higher. Of course, there's some other guys like Penny Sewell and then Devontae Smith at number three and then maybe a few others like Micah Parsons maybe uh, leading up to draft who could uh, develop some sort of hype. But, uh, you know, I think that the likelier scenario is that someone trade up to that spot because they want a quarterback. And something that I mentioned a lot during the offseason, I mentioned in the last episode, the NFL, I think, uh, and just general media wants to hype up each of these guys. They're all potential franchise changers, and we're going to see it constantly. Okay, is this guy the number one? Is this guy the number one? And it kind of reminds me of those kind of instances, like right now what we're seeing in the offseason, when you kind of stare at a word too long, and you kind of start to ask yourself, you know, did I spell that right? Then you stare at it a little bit too much longer after that, and you start saying, hey, is this even a word at this point? Because you looked at it too long. I think that's kind of what happens during the offseason, maybe because people are bored and they just start over-examinating things. But I think that is what happens. And I think uh, the example is looking at Zach Wilson. People are saying, should he go first? Should he go second? I think it's very clear that Trevor Lawrence is the number one. That's not going to change. And I think people are over-hyping uh, up Zach Wilson and really forgetting about Justin Fields and what kind of prospect he is. So if you're asking me, Trevor Lawrence is, of course, the clear number one, but I think Justin Fields has separated himself enough that he should be the number two quarterback at least, and he's probably going to be the second guy taken in the draft. So that leaves Zach Wilson, who I think could generate some sort of hype for uh, enough for a team to make a trade up to the Dolphins at that number three spot with the idea in mind that they could still snag a franchise quarterback, but at least in my opinion, I do think there is a bit of a drop-off when it comes to uh, Justin Fields at two and then Zach Wilson at three. So when I'm looking at what kind of compensation the Dolphins could get, I don't think it's going to be like the Washington football team when they traded up to that number two spot. They traded two first rounders, I believe, to get RG3. I don't think that Zach Wilson is the kind of prospect that RG3 was, or at least is going to generate the same amount of, I don't know, a potential upside and things of that nature. So I don't think it's going to warrant the same amount of compensation that the Dolphins are going to be uh, getting if they trade this 
this pick, but the teams that I'm looking at right now that are in the mix, the first one I'm going to have to say is the one that you've probably seen across the internet a ton. It's kind of the one that's thrown around, I think, the most frequently, and it's the Carolina Panthers at number eight. Them trading up to get a franchise quarterback, I think, is extremely likely. I think Teddy Bridgewater last year, you know, it was a long shot that he was going to make them a true contender or them even remotely successful. And I, I think that even though he is a, an easy guy to root for, I can't root against Teddy Bridgewater and all he's been through. I just don't think he is the guy to really help them take the next step. And I think it's clear that the Carolina Panthers want to go in a direction. They don't want to waste another year without a quarterback. And I've seen a lot of people to kind of throw out the idea that maybe they would throw Christian McCaffrey in a trade. And I kind of want to say, at least in my opinion, I think Christian McCaffrey has too much value to the Carolina Panthers. He is a rare instance where a running back is kind of the staple of their entire team. It's kind of a rare thing we see in the NFL. I think Derrick Henry and maybe a few others are the only examples, maybe Alvin Kamara as well. And again, I'm going off the top of my head. I'm probably forgetting somebody super obvious here, but I do think that he has too much value. I don't think the Carolina Panthers are going to be giving up Christian McCaffrey in a trade, and it's probably just going to come down to draft compensation. So number three to number eight is a little bit of a drop-off. I don't think it's enough to uh, warrant giving up a first-round pick. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a first-round pick involved, but I think more than likely it's going to be something that involves two second-round picks, maybe one this year, one next year, and then maybe a third or a fourth or a fifth in there as well to kind of uh, you know ease the blow. But again, if this is for uh, Zach Wilson if he's on the board or if this trade happens beforehand I don't think it would be extremely uh, crazy the compensation the Dolphins get here but I do think things could get interesting if the trade doesn't happen until draft day and let's say hypothetically the Jets do something crazy and they elect to stick with Sam Darnold or they go in some crazy direction Justin Fields falls to three I think the Dolphins could end up getting some crazy compensation if that were to happen but I'm not sure that's how anything plays out and I wouldn't bet on it. Now another team that I kind of have on my radar here a little bit is the Philadelphia Eagles here at number six. Now the Philadelphia Eagles are in an extremely unique situation I think because they gave up their franchise quarterback. They traded Carson Wentz so that experiment is over but they still have Jalen Hurts who they drafted with a second round pick. So a second round pick that warrants some sort of commitment you would think but then there's another wrench kind of thrown into the whole situation because they have a new head coach and I think Jalen Hurts even though he was impressive, even though there was some upside, I think it's still a very shaky situation. I mean, I look at Dak Prescott, who has shown a lot more upside, who has a lot much larger sample size, and even till this day, there are people saying that they don't really know if Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback, and I think that kind of same narrative is going to float around Jalen Hurts for some uh, long duration of time, and I don't think he's necessarily going to be able to shake it. So I don't know if a, a whole new regime is going to want to come in here here and kind of again attach their tenure with the team uh, with a quarterback that they didn't draft or they don't feel confident in especially when it's not a guy that you got in the first round so again I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if the Eagles go in a direction here where they just completely ditch uh, this whole experiment and they go with a quarterback and they trade up for the number three spot but again the Eagles are a team that have a bunch of holes on their roster Carson Wentz had absolutely no help behind that offense 
line, so they could always look to improve that. And then uh, their receiver position. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's been released. Alshon Jeffrey is getting released. That leaves them with Jalen Rager, who is, you know, not a prototypical wide receiver one build. He's more of a shifty little slot guy. And then they have, uh, you know, Ward, who was solid. And then they have Travis Fulgham, who I will admit was pretty impressive. But again, that's a pretty weak group of receivers. So I think there is a likelihood that the Eagles could elect to stay here and just go for a receiver. I think they desperately need to get that elite receiver. But that's something that I'm going to be kind of keeping my eye on. That if the Eagles instead just get a home run uh, receiver addition in free agency, like let's say they sign Allen Robinson or let's say they make a trade for a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., then maybe that's going to tell me, okay, they boosted their wide receiver group here a little bit. Maybe they elect to go quarterback instead and make a trade up with somebody. That wouldn't necessarily shock me. But again, I'm really looking at that receiver position because I know the Eagles fan base is just begging for some sort of talent at that position for years now. And I know they are heated because they passed up on DK Metcalf and got JJ Arcega Whiteside instead. And then they passed on Justin Jefferson and got Jalen Rager. So they need to do something there, but I'm not really sure what kind of a need they're going to address in this upcoming draft, but something I'm going to be monitoring. Now, of course, there are a few other teams if you go further down the list, but the Eagles, I think if they were to make that trade, it would warrant even less compensation because again, that would only be dropping from three to number six as opposed to, uh, you know, all the way to eight. But another team that again, I have here on my radar is the Denver Broncos at uh, number nine, I think they could be in the mix here. Uh, Drew Locke had a pretty drastic fallback in this second season. It was not impressive by any means. I think the Denver Broncos are a franchise that has historically placed a ton of value when you look at the quarterback position, all the success they had with John Elway, then all the immediate success they had by bringing in Peyton Manning. I don't think they're a franchise that likes to wait around and find their franchise guy. I think they really want to fill that need. I think they are looking at just Justin Fields with a little bit more interest, but again, if he somehow falls to three, I expect the Denver Broncos to be in the mix here for potentially trading up for that spot. And then of course, there are some other teams that are in the mix that would warrant more compensation, maybe even a first rounder just because how far of a drop back it would be for Miami if they made a trade with them. Teams like those include the San Francisco 49ers, a team that's been mentioned heavily. I wouldn't even be shocked by a team like the Minnesota Vikings or a team like the Raiders doing something, but again, Again, I'm just not completely bought into the Zach Wilson hype. I do like him as a prospect, but I don't know if I like him enough to really be throwing him in the conversation where saying that he's better than Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields by any means. I think all those are kind of fluff stories just to kind of build up hype right now. Now, I will say though, uh, you know, these are just quarterback situations. There is the potential as well for one of these teams to look at Panay Sewell, the, the offensive lineman out of Oregon, somebody who's been regarded as a generational talent at the, ta the tackle position and say, hey, we can make a move for this guy. And a team that I'm looking at here, the first one that strikes me is the Cincinnati Bengals. Because the Bengals, if you looked at what happened to Joe Burrow last year, he was getting hit from the edges a ton. If you look specifically at the play where he suffered that devastating, just grotesque knee injury, it was because of that pressure that was coming around the edge. So I do think I wouldn't be shocked if the Cincinnati Bengals say, hey, we think Joe Burrow's our guy. We saw what happened. We need to absolutely protect him by any means 
means necessary. T. Higgins was fine at the receiver position. Maybe we just need to beef up this offensive line. I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the mix to make a trade here. And again, uh, when it comes to a team trading up for a receiver, you could potentially, I guess, make the argument for the Bengals want to uh, reunite Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. There's some chemistry there. Or maybe a team likes Devontae Smith enough to make a trade. But why I don't see a team who's kind of in a wide receiver need position uh, making a trade up even though Devontae Smith kind of had a historic year and Jamar Chase is just an absolute talent is because that reason alone because there's a potential that you could just snag the other one I think that's kind of what's so appealing when a uh, Dolphin fans kind of want to trade down is they like the idea of getting Devontae Smith but they also like the idea of getting more draft picks and still just getting Jamar Chase or still getting uh, Jalen Waddle and I still think other teams who are kind of looking at this wide receiver need can say hey if we can snag Jamar Chase instead of Devontae Smith without having to trade up, I'm fine with doing that. And I think a lot of other teams are looking at it in the exact same way. So those are my thoughts on that. I hope I answered the question well enough. Uh, if you have any more questions, feel free to send them. I really enjoy answering those questions. I like interacting with you guys. If you have any response back to me about stuff I said, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, or if you have any further details about ex uh, your explanation, feel free to send them to me on Twitter. I would gladly uh, listen to what you guys have to say as well. Now, interesting news here when it comes to Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. Now, initially there was a report by The Athletic. It was also posted by Bleacher Report uh, that Russell Wilson had demanded a trade. Now, his agent Mark Rogers told ESPN's Adam Schefter that he has not demanded a trade. He has told the Seahawks that he wants to play in, the, uh, in Seattle, but if a trade were to be considered, uh, a few teams that he would go to are the Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Chicago Bears. In the initial report uh, by The Athletic, it had also named the Miami Dolphins, but per his agent, the teams again uh, were the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, and the Bears, so no Dolphins there uh, per Adam Schefter's report, and that is from his agent. So again, this is interesting news. Again, I'm still not bought into this whole idea that Russell Wilson will be traded. I think, again, he would have to go full scorched earth in order to be traded, and I think I agree with ESPN Matthew Barry. Uh, he does the fantasy work over there that I would rather uh, flip over and turn over the whole Seattle organization uh, before I trade Russell Wilson. I think it's absolutely ludicrous if you trade a guy who has done so much for the organization like Russell Wilson. And I also think it's interesting that he uh, threw in the Chicago Bears here. I think that's probably actually a highlight of the past decade for the Bears is just the fact that Russell Wilson has mentioned the Chicago Bears as a possible trade destination. That kind of shows how bleak it's been for the Bears in recent time. Uh, but overall, uh, I don't know how likely this is. Of course, the Dallas Cowboy fans are are uh, just ecstatic about the idea of getting Russell Wilson, especially the people who are on the fence about Dak Prescott and the New Orleans Saints who are just deeply in trouble when it comes to cap space. Of course, with Drew Brees retiring, this would be a massive plus to getting Russell Wilson and continuing their uh, trail of success. But again, I don't expect that to happen. The Las Vegas Raiders, I guess, are a team that could be in the mix. But overall, I would be shocked if Russell Wilson goes anywhere. Again, I don't think the Dolphins would be in the mix and I'm just completely 
kind of uh, shocked that this is even being talked about. I don't expect it to happen. Again, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I'll eat my words if he does get traded, but I would just not bet on this happening. Now, another potential thing that's kind of been floated around is the idea of trading Tyler Lockett, the Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, to the Miami Dolphins. And this is a move that I think is kind of appealing. I think he kind of offers that same kind of skill set that uh, Devontae Smith out of Alabama offers. He is also a smaller guy. He is a guy who works out of the slot. He is great down the field. He is also uh, an asset on special teams. He is a very capable receiver in plenty facets of the game. And I do think he would be a, a pretty good trade candidate. I actually think he actually fulfills what the Dolphins need pretty perfectly right now, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know where these kind of rumors are circulating and where they're coming from, but I don't expect Russell Wilson or Tyler Lockett to be on the move uh, during this offseason. Again, I'll eat my words if this happens, but I really don't think either of these situations are going to happen. But guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up this episode. As always, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so. That is at ShadySteven and at via the source. If you have any topics or questions that you would like for me to discuss in a future episode, feel free to send them to me over there. And uh, if you would uh, kindly review the podcast, if you enjoyed it, leave a good review. If you didn't, leave me things that I could improve on. But guys, that is how I'm going to end the episode. Until next time, I'm Stephen Masso, and this was Via the Source.